0: And now for something completely
1: different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, how is it possible to give a 10% offering with a generous spirit. Here is the key to giving. Yes, it's about biblical giving. When you give to God, it's not the amount. It's the spirit, the spirit with which you give. Spare change? Then God should give to you and me spare change and nothing more. Here's the key again. God is looking at my heart and he's looking at your heart. Is it always perfect? Not likely, but is it fake? God knows. Next, the whole heart is significantly more important than the entire law. This is exactly what Jesus taught. Your heart is... Is the key ingredient to understanding the purposes of God. If your heart is contrary, then you fight against the Word. If it is in submission to God's purposes, then you rejoice when the Spirit of God challenges you. It's not about being perfect, it's about being more like Jesus. And finally, we visit our great friend, Pastor Ray who is not gone, but hanging out with Jesus Christ. He's not forgotten because his kingdom efforts will endure for eternity. Pastor Ray writes about forgiveness, and God's power of grace is released in our lives and in other lives all around us when we operate that way. The power of God's forgiveness is glorious, but can there be a limit? Do we want God to have a limit with us? No.
0: You're about to hear the David Spoon
1: Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, let me help with that. Let me help with that. Oy vey. That's better. <laughs> Oy vei, That's what I grew up with. David's not moving around. He's sick. Oy vei, Call the doctor! That, that was my family. Alright, remember, it's not professional radio, if you have not figured this out. It's just radio. It's like two cans and a string or something. Now here's what we're asking you. We're asking you, what do you think? You can reach out to us and email us David at he dot org. That's David at he dot org. You can text us two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That's two one four, two one zero. 8483, or you can call us at 972 445 0770. Now, if you make that call, you probably want to grab onto something really tight because, you know, the world shakes a little. Because when you call 972 445 0770, well, that's when it puts you in a whole unique place because you will be talking to Dynamite D.
2: Hello lucky person you got the number right cuz you are talking to kid a dynamite <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, talking to Dynamite D is like picking up a seven ten split in bowling. That's pretty tough to do, but if you can do it, you're feeling fantastic. That's part of it. Hey, maybe you've got a prayer request, and you want people to join you in prayer. We love praying for people. Maybe you've got a praise report, something you want to share the Lord's doing in your life. It's just working. It's just working, and you just want to say, thank you, Lord. You should be saying that every day anyway since first Thessalonians 5:18 says and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you but maybe you just want to share it with your brothers and sisters or maybe you just got a question or maybe you've got a tremendous recipe for matzi ball soup. I don't know maybe you got that or maybe you've got an answer to trivia you guys should all get this this is as easy as it sounds. it is not complex. We're looking for the human answer. Who is the father of all mankind? There it is. Who is the father of all mankind? Hello. L striking first by saying Peter. <laughs> uh, that deserved a comment. Anyway, uh, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. Who is the father of all mankind? Uh, you can also text in 2142108483 as well. You can send an email David at org. Who is the Father of all mankind? We are looking for
2: the, the human, human part of this.
1: Okay, the is that a nice way to say the human part of this? Okay, all right, there you go. Uh, I do want to remind you guys if you've got praise reports or prayer requests, don't hesitate to connect it to uh, connect to the website so that we can uh, share those with the audience. We think that's fun. That's fun stuff to do. Uh, And then additionally, we need ministry. The ministry needs wisdom. There's not a day that I can think that has gone by since I've been doing radio that I don't need wisdom. Well, actually, there's not a day that's gone by since I've been a Christian that I I, I I would say I don't need wisdom, unless I was sick and just slept for 24 hours. I always need wisdom. So just be praying for me and for wisdom. That would be fantastic. Nice recovery, Jenny. Good job. Uh, we're going to get into our text. We'll offer it one more time and then go right into it. Bottom line for the triv, question is simple. Who is the father, human father, of all mankind? Our number nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or send an email David at he Going right into the teaching. This is in Second Chronicles chapter thirty one verse five. When the word spread, the Israelites gave liberally of the best of the grain, wine, oil honey and all the produce of the land and they brought an abundant tenth of everything so I read a text like that and I'm just telling you what my process is so you can kind of sometimes go along with the end so you know where some of this stuff comes from. So I sit there and I think, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, the word spread, okay, victory for Israel, cool. The Israelites are giving liberally, which is a generous kind of attitude. We get that. That's totally awesome. Uh, Grain, wine, oil, honey. Honey's kind of a, you know, kind of a delicacy. So you know that it's kind of stepping it up a little bit. That's cool, that's cool. All the produce of the field, totally, totally. And they brought an abundant tenth of everything. So in my brain... I think, what does that mean? What does an abundant 10th mean? How can you have an abundant 10%? That's just what my brain asks the Lord that. Like, how does that work? And here's the answer to that question. It's not the amount It's the spirit by which we give. It's not the amount that you give. You just think about the widow woman who put in the two mites, and Jesus goes, everybody else gave out of their abundance. She gave out of her poverty. Everybody else gave what they had to spare. She gave what she actually lives on. And, and you think about that, and you think, well, she was a definite generous giver, and by the way, that does show that the poor give, so I don't know who's coming up with the poor shouldn't give. That's just insanity by itself, but we'll deal with that another time. But what he's talking about in this text is that the spirit by which we give determines everything in the mind of God, and to give a generous 10% is to give that which you give with a spirit of joy and gladness. I went to a wonderful church— uh, uh, A a African Methodist church, and you know what they did? they put, I'm not kidding you. They put out the drums. They had the orchestra stand up during the giving time. People were dancing in the aisles because it was time to give. Those people give with a generous 10%. I don't know how you, you can't say it any other way. There's nothing else to say. When you look at what you have and let's say you man I'll just use this let's say you make three thousand dollars and you go oh, I got to give God 300 all right Lord here's your 300 that's skimpy 10 percent that's it you can't don't that's what it is he's not a bill for you okay it's not your it's not your car bill and if your spirit is like that change it You have the capacity. God has given you the power of the Holy Spirit to operate by the authority of Jesus Christ. He's given you the wisdom. He gave you a brain. And so you just got to go, yeah, I can't do that. When you give that money that you give unto the Lord, whatever it is, you go, praise the Lord. I have money to give. Praise the Lord. I have breath. Praise the Lord. I have abundance. I have different things. I am so grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to give. That's why when people call or they'll text me and they'll say, gee, I want to give, it's the attitude that they want to give. That's what I ask the Lord to bless. That's what's important. It's just like if you think of it in those terms, it's like we can't be engaging with God for what we can get out of it or what we can get by with. Well, if I give this, it's kind of like, don't do that. You Let me – I'm just going to ask you this. I'm going to be really nice. Yes, the church needs the money. The ministries need the money. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Do you think God needs your money? No, he does not. God doesn't need your wallet, but he wants your heart. And your heart is involved in everything you do. Okay? All right. Trivia question. Uh, That's just uh, such a good teaching. (laughs) That's (laughs) good stuff. I love that stuff. Uh, Who is the father of all mankind? We were going on the human side of things. Uh, Do you want to guess? you have a venture guess? What's his Hebraic name? What? His his Hebrew name. Uh, uh, Adam. (laughs) That would be it. (laughs) It's Adam. Adam was the father of all mankind. He was the first one, right? I was thinking God. (laughs) <laughs> see that's why that's why i said the human form because i because Ginny actually did that she wrote the, the lord it's like well yes but i'm talking about in the okay we're taking our break now <laughs> okay that's great uh you're listening to the david spoon experience right here in k 770 the true station here in texas short sure break we'll be back don't go anywhere What is the David
0: Spoon experience?
1: The word gospel means good news. Now, that's, fun, that's funny in the sense that when people think of God, they always think of judgment and wrath. But the fact of the matter is God even creating us gives us a sense of understanding that there is a commitment, a love, a connection to us, and that is, get ready, good. That's a good thing. So if you take a look around, Right, Just take a little look around. If you watch television, listen to the radio, like us, search the Internet, get on Facebook, read magazines. The one thing that you're going to notice, that there is very little gospel or good news in the world. You want to know why? One, good news doesn't sell. So let's just be honest, right? If you've been in media for any length of time, you know if it bleeds, it leads, That's the mindset, and it has to do with money. It has to do with power. So that power, that money, that influence, which actually has a demonic origin, but that all is connected towards not good news because not good news means that you'll be paying attention because there's so much going on. In fact, there's a fear, a terror, an anxiety, a doubt, even a doom that's within the world. And here's the kicker. If you are personally experiencing these diseases in your life, it's likely that you and I are allowing foul influences of the world to affect us. But Jesus brought a different slant on life. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, why not as the world gives? Because everything the world gives is a lie. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we live our lives more freely from trouble, it means that we're walking more closely with the king of kings. He wants us to be free from fear and trouble in the worldly sense. So we, the question is, how is our heart doing? How are we doing on the inside? Are we free or are we in bondages? Because remember, Jesus did come to set the captives free, right? In Psalm 112, verse 7, King David writes, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We need to be free from troubled and fearful hearts. you
0: here when I need you the most.
1: When I need you the most. Oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience, thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770 the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question, and it's a doozy. Here we go. In Matthew's genealogy of Jesus, how many generations are there from Abraham to David? Ooh. In Matthew's Genealogy, uh, oh, pow pow Al, right off the bat. In Matthew's Genealogy of Jesus, how many generations are there from Abraham to David? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David at he must <clears throat> Somebody's calling in. I had to clear my
2: throat there. That's
1: right. Sometimes stuff happens. That's part of living, you know. We we if everything is so polished and perfect, uh, you must be on TV.
2: <laughs> that's funny. See, see, see. Just that's funny.
1: Okay, let's uh, go ahead and send somebody who's already ready to answer the trivia question. Very powerful. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Bob. Hi. How are you?
3: Oh, I'm doing
1: great. <laughs> no, no, it's great to hear you. Great to hear your voice. Now, this is a good one, and I think a lot of people know it, but they're kind of like they have the reservation thinking, boy, do I got this right? Do I got this right? So I'm I'm going to make sure that we get there together, but I have a feeling you're going to do really well. In Matthew's genealogy of Jesus, how many generations are there from Abraham to David? I think there was 14. This is how many? I think 14. 14 is correct, sir! Yes! That's right. And then from David unto the carrying away, there's 14. And from the carrying away to the Messiah, there's 14. There's three of them right in a row, all of them 14. That's exactly the right one.
0: That's
1: what I was thinking. Yep, that's exactly correct. See, so at 14, that's one of the most amazing things. When you read Matthew one one, in there is Abraham and David in the very first verse the very of the whole New Testament. People are like, oh, I didn't even realize that. That's a huge key, right? Excellent job. You get a gold star for that one. That's really a good one. All right. Well, you have a good day. God bless you. All right. God bless you as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, great job. Great, 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 great job. So it's 14. So 14 for Abraham to David, from David to the, the departures. 14, and from the departure of the Messiah is 14. 14, 14, 14. Okay. So just because I'm in the mood, we have this uh, two jokes. One is really funny, and one is really sad. <laughs> So we'll just let uh, Dynamite D tell me which is which and what is what. Here it is. It seems that this lady didn't quite make it to the hospital from the birth of her child. In fact... The baby was born on the lawn just outside the main entrance. The poor woman was dreadfully embarrassed and was being consoled by one of the nurses who said, Don't worry about it. It could have been worse. Why, two years ago, we had a woman who gave birth in the elevator. The woman cried out, That was me! And burst into tears. I think that was pretty funny. (laughs) That was really funny. Now listen to this one. This is a great one. Just listen to this. Three men of different occupations looked at the Grand Canyon. The geologist said, what a wonder of science. The clergyman said, one of the glories of God. And the cowboy said, heck of a place to lose a cow. What
2: in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> good play there. That was a good one. <laughs> okay. See, that
1: might he's having fun. He's learning all the sounds. He's getting in the groove. He's just just having a good time with it. All right, here we go. So let me go into this uh, text here. Uh, this is kind of an important text, but I want to. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to uh insult anybody, I just want you to catch the spirit that the Lord is trying to communicate in this in this thing through Hezekiah, okay? Second Chronicles thirty, eighteen through twenty. A large number of people, many from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, and Zebulon, were unclean, yet they had eaten the Passover contrary to what was written. But Hezekiah had interceded for them, saying, may the good Lord provide atonement on behalf of whoever sets his whole heart on seeking God, the Lord God of his ancestors, even though not according to the purifications of the sanctuary. Verse 20, so the Lord heard Hezekiah and healed the people. Here's something I want you to catch. There are a few people that you'll hear on the radio uh, that—I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of people on the radio that are similar to me that believe that the plumb line is the Word of God. When it comes down to it, if you think the Lord spoke to you, I I just totally support that. If what you heard is contrary to the Word of God, it wasn't God who spoke to you. I mean, I just—I don't have any problem saying that. God either—I mean, if, if anything the Lord has spoken to you is contrary to the Bible, he didn't speak it okay because the the plumb line is the word of God. It's not overly complex. God created the universe, he can write a book. Let's just leave that there and not try and make something out of it that it's not. But in this case, they did not follow the prescription or the requirements that were for purification in order to eat the Passover. So they they ate the Passover, but they skipped by uh, some of the rules or regulations that were put on there. So what Hezekiah does is he prays and he says, Lord, you know, they, they missed it. They missed some of this stuff here. But if these people are genuine and their whole heart is seeking you, Lord, then, then just accept it. Just accept where they're at in this. And you know what God did? He said, yes. So now right there, this should tell people something. Man cannot change what the Lord declares. But God can say, they can't eat the Passover unless they have purification. And then Hezekiah goes, well, please forgive them if they've really sought you with their whole heart. And then God went, okay that was it. There wasn't anything more to it. It's like, you. well, not, no, these were the rules. They didn't follow the rules, but they genuinely sought the Lord. And the Lord's like, that's great. I want them seeking me. That's what I want. You see, the rules aren't in place just so that God can say, you did right, you did wrong, you did right, you did wrong. The rules are there for a purpose. And the law is there as a tutor to lead us to Christ. And so if in the pursuit of that, people are genuinely, earnestly seeking him, then the Lord gives his approval. That does not negate Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life in any capacity. What it's saying is that when you can't fulfill all the things the Lord has set before you for whatever the reasons are, and if it's earnest in your pursuit, the Lord is merciful. Right? Mercy triumphs over judgment. That's the bottom line. And I always do this. I say the same thing all the time. And it's because for me, it works. Okay. Now I, I, you know, not older than all of you, older than a lot of you. I saw when I was in my Haiti, all the, the fights for Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's fights lasted, you know, 90, 85, 40 seconds, 30 seconds, 12 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds, depending on what's going on. So uh, I always think of mercy as the Mike tyson and then the judgment is the other person, and then mercy and uh, judgment meet in the middle of the ring, and then, boom, uppercut. That's <laughs> just how I look at it. It's just like that's what I see. And so the mercy of God prevails. And so when we, when we miss... Okay, when we blow it, oh, gosh, I was supposed to do this and I didn't do this, this. Oh, I'm sorry, Lord. The Lord is merciful. And so the Lord heard Hezekiah's prayer. And what I want you to understand is they set their whole heart
2: in seeking. It wasn't the temple rules that God was looking for. It was their heart. You see what I'm saying? It's like the same
1: thing that we just talked about on the giving, like just just prior, and that is, you can give ten percent, but you can give it grudgingly, or you can give ten percent, or you can give, and you can give it with an abundant spirit. It's your heart, and that's what the Lord is looking at. And He's not, you know, you don't get legalistic. You're not going to always have the you know, typically you will not always have the perfect heart going into every possible situation. That's that's probably true but you will grow and reflect jesus more and more and have a better developed more sanctified more just like jesus heart as you move towards the lord and part of that is understanding that the purpose of the law was to bring you to him not to give him something so he could judge you with your first sin in your very life—you know when you lied, even though nobody told you how to lie because it was innate? Your first sin was enough to God to obliterate you into into spheres or whatever, if he wanted to. But he didn't, right? Just like with Samson's parents, when they saw the angel of the Lord, they were like, oh, We saw the angel of the Lord! We're going to die! And the wife goes, Well, if we're going to die, then why did he give us all the directions? <laughs> What are we, you give us all the directions how to raise a child. What, 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 now we're going to die? It's like, no, that doesn't make sense. Right? There's some common sense in some of this. There were many unclean people. They were not prepared, but they set their whole heart in seeking the Lord. It wasn't according to the temple rules, but Hezekiah prayed for them to be forgiven, and the Lord said yes, and that's it. And that didn't, doesn't justify them ignoring the rules in the future, but it does justify the moment. They were forgiven. Period. Okay. That that's what I want you to get. That's why the whole heart really does matter. All of you. Okay. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take our break. We got a lot of stuff still to cover. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAM Seven Seventy, the True Stationary in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go in the
2: valve.
0: Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cal Punch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy.
1: The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. That's cowpunchsites.com dad. That's me. Oh, Did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull.
3: Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station.
1: Oops, sorry. That's cowpunchsites, $57 a month, and that's no bull there that's better cowpunchsites.com dad what is the david spoon experience now listen i've done a lot of interviews and every once in a while you do an interview with somebody who's legendary and he doesn't even know why he's legendary and when i tell him he's gonna go whoa 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 the legendary josh mcdowell with us co-authoring the book with his sunshine the beauty of intolerance joins us live josh are you there with us
3: It's sure better to join you live than dead.
1: (laughs) I love it. The David Spoon Experience. The Christian
0: faith is being attacked. Fifty years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background, David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background, he has that too. You may have a non-denominational background, yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, Spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience.
1: If Jesus Oh, like welcome me. back to the David it's Spoon Experience. Man, Thank right. you for joining us here at KAAM770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's K double Amen770, the Truth Station here in Texas. I was just texting Joanne and Cordier, who just joined us, and so I put awesome to have you. Couldn't finish the the Y-O-U, so I just put a U. I'm not exactly that good at texting. I don't know if you guys... That's why I try to do a lot more voice recognition, because it's like for me, it's like, that's better, you know? But then it says the wrong thing. I cannot believe some of the things that have come out. I mean, I really cannot. Sometimes you sit there and you say it, and you go, what? (laughs) How did you get that? But that's a... A subject for another time. Okay, uh, and this is a tough one. This is a tough one, okay? For anybody that's read uh, the book that I wrote, you will get this probably sooner than others. In Genesis, what was the name of Isaac's brother-in-law? What was the name of Isaac's brother-in-law? If you think you know the answer, 972. Four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in 214 8483. You can also send an email david at he It is here that we send you up to the website as well. Uh, I will tell you without getting into too far or whatever, we did have somebody give a, a generous gift that was really a blessing for us, but we are way behind and we've got rent coming Friday. <laughs> What's today? Tuesday? Friday. Hello, money. Thank you. Please go to he must increase.org. Prayer
0: request? He must Praise report?
1: He must Looking to give to this ministry? He must Confused by what's happening right now. He must He must Uh, I'm gonna go with somebody eating a cherry pie.
3: <laughs> With her hands,
1: okay. <laughs> we're just not even close, are we? Uh, in Genesis, what was the name of Isaac's brother-in-law? So far, Joy, Anne, and Cordelia—they get the pow pow. They are correct. Although I will give Al credit because he said "dude." His name was Dude. <laughs> it's like, maybe I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, if you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can text in 214 210 or send an email at david at he must We're going to do history in the next segment. We've been doing that a lot lately, but it just seems like it seems to work out better for us. Uh, in the meantime, I do have a Pastor Ray Classic. So I've got about four or five more of these that I'll probably do throughout the rest of this year. And this is one of them. And... Every time I read some of his stuff, he's better than me. He's a better was a better teacher than me. He's a better Christian than I was. He's just a, a great guy. He went to be with the Lord in January this year. Most of you know he's a good friend of mine. And uh, it saddens me because I, I feel like I've lost. But at the same time, it blesses me because I feel like he's gained. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but, but his stuff is uh, living on and his ministry is living on, his church is living on. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Marina at the Chapel is living on and going forward. All right, now somebody is calling in, so we'll, we'll give them a chance. And then after that, I'll, I'll do the Pastor Ray one. And by the way, this one from Pastor Ray is called Forgiveness Without End. This is like, okay. I got to walk in this stuff sometimes. All right, somebody's ready to answer the trivia questions, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
3: Bonnie. Hi,
1: how are you? Doing
3: great. How are
1: you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm just glad that you called. How about that? that okay. good? All right, there you go. Here you go. Here you go. In Genesis, okay, so we know where the location is. What was the name of Isaac's brother-in-law?
3: Laban. That is correct, sir!
1: You are 100% correct. And Laban was a lot worse. Actually, I talk about this in the in the book that I wrote. He was a lot worse than people think. He was a real—I uh, can't say the word on radio without us getting fined. But he was really that guy, and yeah, he, uh, was. he was bad. He was setting up with the girls and then setting up to one after. This guy was like a cheater mm-hmm. and all this stuff. He was not a good guy,
3: yeah. right? How do you say your
1: daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And then he pulls the fast one. He goes, oh, wait, uh, let's do this one now. Uh, okay, let's do this. And it's like, what he, is going on he, with this he, guy? He
3: was a, uh, I'm trying to think a good word for being a crook.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he just, you know, just one of those guys where you sit there and you think, hey, here's an example of what not to be. Like, do not be like this guy at all. Right?
3: <laughs> hey, he, hey, he was a bad in law. I know that. <laughs>
2: Talk about having a rotten in law.
1: That's a good line right there, honey. I like that one. That's a good one. It's like that's a bad in law. That's a bad Thanksgiving. Let's just be honest.
3: And then, and then you know when they uh, made that oath between each other, that was disastrous to me, far as I'm concerned, because that that meant that they neither one of them trust each other.
1: Yeah, they were they were they were pretty as they were as far apart as it was gonna get. But the Lord used all of that to get stuffed for you know for Jacob and to move him to a different place. So that that part was you know, that the ultimate end was great. The guy was just not great.
3: <laughs> no, he was and then also, you know, a lot of churches like to quote that oath, which 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 they don't really understand the meaning of it.
1: Yeah. Yep.
3: it's two rascals
1: that don't trust each other yep two <laughs> two two rascals i love it that's a good word right there two rascals they were and 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 it wasn't like jacob was mr innocence so let's be honest about it <laughs> he didn't,
3: hey he didn't get that until after he raffled
1: yeah you and, got and it. he had
3: that, that raffle that tag raffle that he had with the lord
1: yeah that's great i've seen i've seen aren't you glad you called yeah, but I need to talk to you out there. Out the you do it anytime, brother. You send me an email, we'll set something up.
3: Uh I don't know your email address. All right, you know the, that you know you know
1: the number um, that you would me, text? Call that number off hours. The number you would normally text, the 214-210-8483, cuz that's my that's my ministry cell. Okay, I think I tried to call it before. You, you got to like, leave a message cuz it's got a really very intense spam blocker. <laughs> So just, just leave a message. Just get through it. It's pretty funny. It's a guy screaming,
2: it's really loud, it's really loud.
1: Just get through that and then uh, leave a message and I'll get back to you.
2: Okay, I would
3: try to do that. All right, brother.
1: Uh, uh, it seemed, okay,
3: this, this, my thing is, when I call you, it's always, I was at a stoplight. <laughs> ah. so, that's why I don't never call. It's yeah. not just all the questions you had, majority of them I know, but yeah. I'm always driving.
1: Well, if you can remember, you can still text me if you can't call me, too. like If you get situated and you have the time, you can also text that number, the same number we do during the show, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I mean, it just depends on what I'm doing, but I'll get to you when I can as soon as I can. Okay. All right? Great. All right, brother. God bless you.
3: God bless you, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, and that's something that we do do on the show. I know you guys are probably thinking that's crazy, but we do it all the time. We have people texting or they'll call or whatever, and I get back to them. Now, it, it it has to revolve a little bit around my schedule, which revolves around my wife's schedule, which apparently revolves around our dog's schedule, but we won't talk about that right now. That's a whole separate issue since I'm mad at the dogs, so let's just move on. Let's go back to Pastor Ray's thing. <laughs> see see how we just skip by that? Okay, good. All right, here's what he wrote. This is all Pastor Ray. I'll go all the way to the bottom where he says C.S. Lewis. It might take an extra minute or little so, bit that's all right lord how many times shall i forgive my brother or sister who sins against me matthew 18:21 uh, the relatives of worshipers slain uh, in the church in South Carolina were able to speak directly to the accused gunman at the First Court appearance. if you guys don't remember that disaster that took place several years ago. We are a family that love built. We have no room for hating, so we have to forgive, said one of the sisters of the victims. I forgive you. He took something very precious from me. I, never, I will never talk to her again. I will never, ever hold her again, but I forgive you and have mercy on your soul, said the daughter of the victim one by one those who chose to speak did not turn to anger instead they offered this man forgiveness and said they were praying for his soul even as they described the pain of their loss though he will face justice he will have also experienced forgiving grace and i've asked i've actually taught this one before could you forgive like that See, this is just, that's, uh, I know I would struggle, Pastor Ray writes. I was deeply touched and convicted by this act of forgiveness, which is what Jesus taught. Peter came to him one day and asked Jesus how many times he was required to forgive. Up to seven times, he asked, hopefully. The rabbis of that time made decisions on such issues based on discussions and debate, tradition, and consensus of thinking. They had made three the required number of times to forgive. Peter was probably trying to impress Jesus with his suggestion of seven. But Jesus went beyond the religious community and the traditions and requirements. He included all of humanity in his answer to to Peter. I do not want you, I do not say to you, up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. These numbers in the Hebrew tradition represent completeness and forgiveness without end forever, eternal, unending, and inexhaustible, only begin to describe God's capacity for for, for forgiveness, his gift to us. I pray that we could learn to forgive and be forgiven. Then we are truly living and experiencing God's grace. This is what C.S. Lewis wrote. To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Okay. So this is Pastor Ray writing on forgiveness, and I have taught on this before, and I think it's important because the ministry of forgiveness and the power of forgiveness are extraordinary. One of the reasons why we don't tend to forgive other people is we have not received the fullness of the forgiveness from God. In other words, you know that you're forgiven, but there's this part of you that's like, yeah, but there's these other things, and, eh. and part of you holds that in kind of like a reserve. Now God has forgiven it, but because you haven't received forgiveness for it, you haven't allowed the fullness of forgiveness to take effect, and that limits you and me in extending forgiveness. You can't give what you don't have. And so the, the bottom line in that process is to understand to fully receive the forgiveness that God has forgiven you in, and then be able to extend that. And don't tell me a person can say, I forgive you, but I'll never forget. Because that's not forgiveness. That's a nice way of saying you should not be executed now, but the next time I will chop off your head. That's all that is. Pretty much. I mean, it's like, come on. All right. All right. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770 the truth station here in Texas. Your break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I, too, have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client.
2: Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM.
0: What is the David
2: Spoon Experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord. Then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? It was just something that dawned on me. Like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to of that because that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, i got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. And by your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? Right there, I can tell below, I like that. Matthew chapter 15, here's the reason. Verse 18, Matthew 15, 18 says this. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say.
1: The
0: David Spoon Experience. And if you
2: can't shout sight, you'll have to face a
1: penalty. And as with- oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM Seven Seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's amen Seven Seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. Getting ready to offer up our last trivia question. You guys should get this. Shouldn't be too hard. Whose mother asked Jesus to place her sons next to him in heaven? Whose mom was trying to look out for the kids? whose mother did that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So that's a couple of different ways to get in touch with us. In the meantime, we do have our history... History. Let's go, the past.
0: Let's
1: go, the past. All right, now there's some classics on this one today, so I'm just going to be honest with you. First of all, it's uh, World Pasta Day. It's okay, I, I'm I'm just nothing. Nothing you're going to say to me is going to make me say anything. But yes, I'm hungry. Yeah, no, I'm hungry. World Pizza Makers Day. And, again, it's like, and again, I'm hungry. It's like this is not helping me. This one is classic, and some of you will really appreciate. You will really appreciate this, but it is World Opera Day, and the only reason I'm going to bring that up is if you guys remember the Rice Krispies commercial. Now, I know that Dynamite D doesn't know this, okay? so it's okay. But do you guys remember the Rice Krispie commercial? No more Rice Krispies. We've run out of Rice Krispies. Our world has come to an end. Okay, I bet. <laughs> not bad. That is from uh, many a moons ago. And then the mother-in-law comes in, and she goes, "I brought
2: you Rice Krispies." That's like a classic. That's
1: before my day. That is, uh, I know. That's when.
2: That's when commercials were. Uh, see, that's funny. See, that's that's I'm sorry, that's fine.
1: Okay, and then uh, let's see a couple other things. Uh, 1960, the first mass produced electronic wristwatch went on sale. Uh, Boulevard's Accutron goes on sale for the first time. Uh, and then let's see, that's not important. That's not important. Oh, 1854. Charge of the Light Brigade, Lord Alfred Tennyson's poem uh, was inspired by the the war. The charge was led by the Seventh Earl of uh, Cardigan. There's not to reason why. There's but to do and die. Into the valley of death rode the six hundred. That's a famous poem for those that don't know. Okay, all right. Uh, Back to the triv, and then we'll finish off with the teach. uh, Whose mother? Asked Jesus to place her sons next to him in heaven, you can either give me uh, the—there's actually two names that could go for that, so uh, I'm just going to give the generic when we give the answer, unless somebody calls in. In the meantime, you're not going to believe which one I'm going to pull out of this for this last teaching. You're probably thinking, well, Dave, it's the end of October, and we all know Christmas is two months away. Okay. The idea that you can't use a Christmas text uh, except for one month a year is uh, wholly ridiculous, fully ridiculous, and completely ridiculous, and we won't pay attention to that. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Okay, here's the stuff out of something like this. And boy, I actually kind of think we should preach this once every month, but that's besides the point since the gospel not only saves us but keeps us. For to us, toward us or on our behalf, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Guess what's the first thing to recognize about Jesus Christ being the great Christmas gift of all? It was given, not deserved. It's given. It's, like, it's not like, oh, you, you earned this. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. But there's four titles, and I want you to think of this when you're praying and recognize this. And this is so powerful. And and I think it's in, important for us to understand how the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit work together. Uh, here, the one of the first title is He Will Be Called Wonderful Counselor. And a lot of us only think of the Holy Spirit as the Counselor, and that's not correct. Jesus is also the Counselor. Also, you're supposed to ask wisdom from God. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously. And so you understand that the Father is also a Counselor. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit—they're all. It's all. They're all as three and one, and one and three. They counsel. And so the understanding here is really one name, right? Three. It's the three personages, one name, one entity, so to speak. And it's this: good counsel comes from God. Now, people can give you good counsel, and I like getting counsel from people. I like getting input from, uh, from different people. We've been going through a wisdom pursuit of late, and I've been asking other people. When I don't get a direct answer from the Lord, uh, what I do after I pray about it is. Uh, I think in my brain or in my mind, I think, okay, I've prayed about it. I've pursued the Lord. I've sought him. And now I'm going to ask people who are in my circle and then people who are in my like secondary circle. And if I don't get an answer, then I bring it to a broader thing. But ultimately, the good counsel is going to come from God and he's going to give me the wisdom and his wisdom is far beyond and, and the Lord likes to be pursued and he doesn't just you don't just open up a fortune
2: cookie and get an answer from God you pursue him and he communes with you and communicates to you that's just his first time. You can do this all day
1: long, right? Mighty, mighty counselor, or wonderful counselor, mighty God. How about this? How about instead of putting God in a box, we start opening up the boxes and recognize God has no limit to his power. How about instead of thinking that God is this, well, he's He's bound by this or this or this. <laughs> sure. Why don't you go tell him? Why <laughs> don't you go tell him? Yeah, well, you're bound by this and this and this. Uh-huh. Stop saying stuff like that, okay? If God decided to sneeze and let all of the sneeze land on earth, it would, and that would be the end of it. Nobody's going to stop that. He's God. And in lieu of your situation and my situation, there's plenty of power. God's not going, well, I don't know if I have enough to get through this. He's not the little engine that could, right? He's, He's bigger than any little engine that could. Is what I want to get through to us. Everlasting Father. There's no limit to his length. What does everlasting mean? It's not just something that goes on a, on a boxing glove, it's everlasting. In other words, that's for those that know that joke. It's everlasting. It's 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 the, the key is that God does, he, there's no quit. When was God born? He wasn't. In fact, He created time for man. Why? You want me to blow your mind? Because He's an interlinear being. A linear being has a beginning and an end. God is not a linear being. He's an interlinear being. He exists in all time frames at all at the same time. You think, well, how's that possible? Well, you being a linear being could never understand that anyway. And how do I take finite, uh, infinite, and put it inside finite? That ain't gonna happen.
3: We, we can't diminish his creative power. It's, He's so big. So,
1: he speaks. There's a universe. How big is it? They haven't even looked at they, What have they looked at? One tenth of one zillionth of one percent. They don't know. Everlasting. Five. And then Prince of Peace. And I just want to say we'll take the in just a second, but Prince of Peace. You're looking for
2: peace. That's part of your life. You're looking for peace. How about the Prince of Peace? You think he's got peace to
1: give? Wow. Let me hang out with that guy. Yeah, exactly. Right? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good gift for all of us, isn't it? That's the best Christmas there is. All right, send the person through. Let's get them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
3: Knock. That- David, I just have a quick praise report. This is Joy Ann. Hi
1: Joy Ann, how are you?
3: Hi. Hi, thank you. You all prayed for my husband's eye surgery last Monday. Or Tuesday, and today he had the other eye done, and he did just great. So it's like that prayer also covered for today. Awesome. But the Lord gave peace, and it was such a blessing. So thank you. We love you guys. (laughs) Oh,
1: that's so nice to hear, and I'm glad you guys were. You did you did you engage with each other kindly? That's kind of like what I want to ask.
3: (laughs) <laughs> yes. yes, it's like the Lord just made everything so sweet because, you know, some of the audience knows it's been like a rugged road the past few years, but
1: there was just supernatural peace. It was cheerful and playful and fun. <laughs> so thank awesome. you. awesome. That's so great. <laughs> the Lord is awesome. <laughs> All right. Now, do you want to answer the trivia question? Because I think you probably Jake know it. Huh? <laughs> what
2: is that? The mama. The the mommy of James and John. That's right. Mommy
1: of James and John. I know that the show is about to close. Yeah, no, and what's great about that though is she's a mom, and she goes, "Okay, you're the Messiah. I'd like my boys to hang with you up there." It's like, what a Jewish mother! I'm telling you, yeah.
2: that's all my boys are hanging up with Messiah. You can't blame her too much. Can you?
1: <laughs> exactly. Very, very good. Great job. And by the way, great to hear from you, and always love it when you when you get to join the show and pop in. It's awesome.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I' a little late today, but I try to catch as every bit that I
3: possibly can, even if I have my earbuds with me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did. So all right. all right. The Lord bless you. Love you all. all right. Have a you, great you, one. All, all right, day. you too. Bye. Both of you, take Bye. care. God Bye. bless. Bye. Bye. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.
1: All right. Delight. Right. Okay. That's right. The mom's like, God, I want my kids hanging out at the top." That is a good mother. I'm telling you right now.
3: What did Jesus say? It's up to the Father. Yeah,
1: right, right there. All right, got to go. Uh, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KWM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk you then.
0: Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.